Welcome to the C3 Church Watson Podcast. Our vision is to connect you to Jesus, develop you as a follower of Christ, and empower you to build the church. We hope you are blessed by this week's message. In March, I was in Sydney um, for a week studying. I was there from Sunday to Sunday. I was studying from Monday to Friday at C3 Ride, and, and then I drove to Miranda, which, if you don't know, Sydney is near Cronulla, so it's a fair way, and um, it was raining, it was misty, <clears throat> it was Sydney, so there were cars everywhere, <laughs> and I got my friend Google, because very dangerous with no Google and me. Poor wonders, worries it that I'll get home some days, but no, let's move on. So I got my friend Google and I put in where I was going, and at one point, we were just about to go into one of the tunnels near the airport. I saw something on Google that I've never seen before because I live in Canberra and we don't have traffic in Canberra. But I was in Sydney, there was this red highlighted part. Has anyone in Canberra seen that? And this lovely voice said to me, you are going to experience congestion for the next five minutes. (laughs) And I thought, you lied to me, lady. It was not five minutes. I was in Sydney after all. So it was, I don't know, it was probably 20 to 30 minutes. And it was in one of those tunnels. Who hates getting stuck in those tunnels? I don't like that. I just, I don't think about the fact that, yeah, I don't think about that fact. And, um, and I, I literally was stuck. I couldn't go forward, I couldn't go backwards, I couldn't go sideways, and I was stuck. You know, sometimes in life we get there, we get to that point. We get stuck. And if we find ourselves in that place today, this series is for you, because God wants us free. Freedom is one of the values of our church. And so that's why we're looking at it for July. We're looking at what it means to be free. John 8.36 says, So if the Son makes you free, you will be free indeed. You'll be free indeed. We have testimonies of people that walk through the doors of this auditorium that used to struggle with tormenting thoughts that stopped when they walked into here. That have healed just by being in the worship. Because God is into freedom. And he wants us free. Freedom is something that I am incredibly passionate about. Because I've lived my life free. And I've lived my life not free. And living my life free is the difference between day and night between light and dark. And I know that God's plan is for freedom for each and every one of us. You may be here today and you're not free in certain areas of your life, but you, you think it's normal. Basically because it's all you've ever known. And so you're living that way. And you're going to work that way and you're coming home that way and you're going to bed that way and you're waking up that way. 
not understanding that this does not have to be your life. Before God set me free, I honestly thought I was shy and timid. I thought I was colourless as a person. I thought I was, for want of a better word, beige. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Just dull, boring, had nothing to offer. I thought that um, I didn't have a voice, that God didn't want me to use my voice. That's who I thought I was. Pastor Richard Green from C3 Ride says this very awesome statement, which is, God defines you in a way that you never thought you'd be, but always were. I always was, but I had to get there. For a lot of my life, I wasn't there because I wasn't free. As God began to set me free, I began to understand that I wasn't shy or timid, that I could have a conversation with someone without going red from head to toe. That, that I wasn't beige, that I was colourful. In fact, I loved colour. I still love colour. When we moved into our family home in Hawker, my mother tells me this story because I don't remember it, we, it was a brand new home that was built back in the 70s and we moved in and the, the, my bedroom, I was, at that point, I was the, girl, the only girl with four brothers and so I had my own room. Woohoo! And I walked in to my brand new room and all the walls were white. And so I went over and got my texters And I coloured it in, and Mum came in, and she said, what are you doing? And I said, Mum, there's no colour. Because I love colour. God set me free. It's not about scribbling on walls. I began to understand that I have a voice and God wanted me to use it. I began to understand who he had made me to be. I began to understand that how I was was not who he'd made me to be. And so I went through the process of getting free. You see, every time anyone who belongs to Jesus is in any sort of restriction, any sort of prison and they're captured or imprisoned by a, a, a habit, a circumstance, a worry. When God sees any of his kids like that, it bothers him. Because he wants us free. He wants you to be free, sometimes more than you do. Psalm 18 says this, He brought me forth into a broad place. Not a tight place. A broad place. He rescued me because he delighted in me. The Israelites were in Egypt and they were, they were in captivity and God wanted them free. You know, they'd come to terms with their captivity. They were used to it. They weren't particularly looking for freedom, but God was looking for freedom for them. You may not, be, you may not even be aware that you are held prisoner to some things. You may even be used to them. You may feel quite comfortable, but God isn't. He wants you free. It bothers him. 
When the Israelites were in captivity, God sent Moses to restore them to freedom. And you know who he sent? Of course, he sent Jesus to restore us to freedom. And he has done everything he can to bring us freedom. Did you know that? God has done everything he can. It's finished. We just have to step into it. Galatians 5 says, So Christ has truly set us free. Now make sure you stay free. Again, in slavery to the law. I'm here to challenge. I'm here to encourage some of you to make the change for freedom. Don't live another second allowing yourself to be contained by anxiety, by unforgiveness, by addictions, by strongholds, by people-pleasing. And we all look, we all have stuff in our lives, and we will until we meet Jesus because he's always transforming us. And that's a good thing. The Christian life is lived in a constant state of possessing what we already have. We have freedom. Galatians tells us, I just read a scripture that tells us that. But I look at my life and I see that sometimes I'm yet to appropriate that. I don't know about you, but sometimes I'm yet to appropriate it. And sometimes it just comes down to this simple fact. Do I want it enough to go through the process of appropriating it in my life? You might need to ask yourself that through this series. Do I want it enough? John, 3, John 5, crowds of sick people, blind, lame or paralysed, lay on the porches. One of the men lying there had been sick for 38 years. When Jesus saw him and knew he had been ill for a long time, he asked him, would you like to get well? He knew he had been sick for a long time, so he asked him, would you like to get well? Doesn't that, does that seem strange to anybody? Yeah. He'd been sick for 38 years. Some would say, that's just not even a nice, that's an unkind thing to ask someone who's been sick for that long. But Jesus, he never wasted words, ever. And, and I look at that and I think the reason he asked this guy, do you want to get well, was partly because he had been sick for so long. Questions locate us as we answer them. They show us where we are. You are here, Jesus, talking to this man. Do you, actually, do, do you want to get well? Because he'd been sick for a long time. And, and he'd built up, if you go on to read, he'd built up all the reasons and the excuses and the why he couldn't get well. I can't, because when the water stirs, there's no one to get me in. He had all the reasons why he couldn't get well. Jesus said, don't give me the reasons why you can't. Just tell me, do you want to? Because freedom 
is a choice. And a choice. And a choice. And a choice. And then another choice. And then another decision to keep moving toward God and to what he has for us rather than going back to where we were. Okay, so that's just an intro to freedom. But now I'm going to talk about what this message is about today. And it's called Move On. The illustration I gave at the beginning of this message, talking about being stuck in traffic. Some of you, that's where you feel right now in your life. You feel stuck. You might be stuck in a moment, in a memory, in a disappointment, in a mindset. You might be stuck in your past and feel like everything is behind you. There's no vision or focus in front of you. You might be stuck in a failure. You might be stuck in something that you need to let go of, but you won't because it was so good. But it's time has passed. And you need to move on. Today, it's time for you to move, to get going, to leave behind, to move forward, to know that you are free to move on from that thing. Let's read Deuteronomy 1. While the Israelites were in the land of Moab, east of the Jordan River, Moses carefully explained the Lord's instructions as followed. When we were at Mount Sinai, the Lord our God said to us, you have stayed at this mountain long enough. It is time to break camp and move on. And then he goes on and talks about a whole heap of different things. It's time to break camp and move on. So the Israelites had been in this part of the desert called, it was a, a mountainous region called Horeb. And, and camping around Mount Sinai, which was the peak of a mountain. And God had taken them there. And they'd been there for 12 months. And God had taken them there deliberately because he wanted to establish some things in their life. There were social things, there were spiritual things, there were political things, but it had come to an end. And he went to them and he said, okay guys, it's time to move. It's time to move on. Time to unhitch your tent and move on. They're like, what? We're comfortable here. We're comfortable here. We don't want to unhitch our tent. I remember when Paul um, came into the church that I grew up in, in Canberra. He, he came in and I whisked him off his feet. <laughs> it's true, I did. Anyway, he came and eventually he noticed that I was worth it and that it's a true story. And we got together. We got engaged, actually, I think. And C3 came to Canberra and uh, he said, we're going. And I said, I don't want to go. Because I'd been in that, I grew up in that church. My family were in that church. 
what my friends were in that church. But you know what? It was time to unhitch the tent and move on. There are times for that to happen. There are times... Yeah, anyway, I've said it. We've got to be ready to move on when God says. You see, there's always movement with God. It's not necessarily physical movement. So don't all leave Canberra tomorrow. <laughs> but if we let him... God is always moving us and changing us and taking us to new heights and developing us and and making us who he's created us to be. The Christian life is a continual journey. We've never arrived. That's good news, actually. To be able to move on, sometimes we have to let some things die. Sometimes we have to put some things down. And the reason we have to put them down is because we don't need them where we're going. We have no use for them where we're going. In fact, if we take them with us, they will damage us or slow us down or distract us. Sometimes they're even dangerous. Sometimes we have to get rid of some opinions to move on. I've had to get rid of some opinions to move on. Who cares what I think? Really? Some of my opinions needed to change so that I could move on. Who cares about my opinion? About God's opinion. So Joshua. Joshua 1 in the message version says, Moses, my servant is dead. Get going. Moses, my servant is dead. Get going. You don't need... A little blunt, don't you think? I think it's a little blunt. Moses, my servant, is dead. Joshua, get up, get going. Do you know that Joshua was actually Moses's um, handmaiden is the wrong word because he was a guy, but attendant. From a really young age, Joshua was with Moses most of the time. He saw him fight, he saw him lead, he saw him do all sorts of things. Can you imagine how he's feeling right now? This guy, his leader, he's dead, he'd be grieving. And God comes to him, he says, okay, Moses is dead, time to move. Sometimes the Bible is quite blunt. And Joshua could have been like, hold on a minute, not only I'm grieving... Because moving on, there is some grieving that we have to do. Well, I'm grieving, but, what? but you want me to stand up and do that? I don't even know if I can do that. I mean, he didn't think he could do it, because if you read Joshua, it says, be strong and courageous, <laughs> many times. God said, I've closed that door, that season has passed, it's finished. It was right, it was good, but it's finished. It's dead now, you need to move on. About 10 years ago in our house, we had a Jack Russell Terrier, and he was a terrier, and he was a terrorist, (laughs) called Darcy. We had him for nine months, and then I killed him. This is a true story, I lie not. I didn't mean to kill him, I ran over him. 
Yes, with two of my three children in the car. So we stopped, we were going, I was taking them to youth on a Friday night, scarred for life. Um, and we'd had him for nine months. He was a terrorist. We'd, he, he would do whatever he wanted, not what we wanted. We'd have to throw a blanket over him to get him off a bed. Because if you tried to physically pick him up, he would bite the heck out of you. Anyway, so I could say he deserved to die, but I would never say that. I would never say that. I'm sorry, Nath. I know it scarred you for a long time. So we got out of the car, picked him up, and Emma, carried, Emma had him on her lap as we drove to the vet, and the dog was going, it's terrible. It's terrible. Move on, move on, move on. I'm just, this is me just, you know, getting rid of all the angst as a mother, the guilt, the mother guilt. Anyway, so we, he died at the vet and we took him, I took him home and it was late at night so we couldn't bury him until the next day. So we had him on the floor in our family room and we have another dog called Harry who is also a Jack Russell Terrier, but he's not a terrorist. He's a lovely dog. And Harry and Darcy, of course, were close, because it's what dogs do. And so we had Darcy on the ground, and Harry came over, and he sat at Darcy's dead body. And he just sat there. It was tragic. It was so sad. I get emotional if I think about it. And then the next morning, he was still there, because he was waiting for Darcy to wake up. And some of you are sitting over something that is dead. It's finished. The season is done. It's not going to be resurrected. You have to let it die. You have to, to let it go and realise that it's not in your future. See, God doesn't take us out of something unless he's taking us to something. When, when, when he took us, when he took the Israelites, there's a scripture, let me read it to you, in Deuteronomy. It says, he brought us out from there in order to bring us in. In order to. He didn't just bring us out and leave us in the wilderness. He brought us out so that we could be taken to the next thing. And, you know, when it's time to move on, when a season is finished, it's not, it's, it's not, let me, I want to get this right. Sometimes the biggest problem we have is not where God's taking us to, but are we willing to leave behind what he wants us to leave behind in order to move in? What has to die? What do I need to let go of in order to be available for what he is giving me today? Some of you need to hear this. What do I need to let go of in order to be available for what he wants to give you for today and for tomorrow and for your next season? Because the Bible says, give us today this daily bread. Yesterday's bread in the wilderness, it got moldy and God deliberately... Let it get moldy. There's someone here today and you think this, if I let go of yesterday's bread, it means I've failed. 
No, there's new bread. There's fresh oil. But you'll never experience it until you choose to let go. Let go of the old and move into where he's taking you. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our church, find us online at c3churchwatson.com.au. We hope to see you in church again this weekend.